This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings engaging video and audio lectures presented by top professors and professionals on a wide variety of subjects to your fingertips. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to $90 off the original price of four courses within the Everyday Gourmet series of instructional cooking courses. Choose from Essential Secrets of Spices and Cooking, Making Healthy Food Taste Great, Baking Pastries and Desserts, or Making Great Meals in Less Time for only $9.95. This great price of $9.95 is only available for a limited time, so order today. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, here to take us into a major political week highlighting the first Democratic debate is Bill Crystal. And Bill, you think that the big story of this week is what was underreported from last week. Yeah, I think it was a horrible week for Hillary Clinton in, in two respects. She flip-flopped on the Pacific trade deal, uh, trying to get, you know, uh, to be better thought of by the left wing, the, the, the unions and the left who were anti-globalization, anti-trade uh, in the Democratic Party. Um, but she has no authenticity doing it. She praised that she negotiated the deal, helped negotiate it as Secretary of State. She praises it in her book from 2014. Um, and it just, it's totally and brazenly opportunistic. I think if you're on the left, you think, oh, that doesn't mean anything. I'm sticking with Bernie Sanders. If you're at all a centrist or even an Obama loyalist, this is after all a deal the Obama administration negotiated, you think, oh, we can't trust Hillary Clinton and she's now dissing the president. And I think it makes it that much easier for Joe Biden to get in as, you know, the kind of standard bearer of the Obama uh, torch, uh, the, Obama's third term. It's, you know, it's a little tricky to run for Obama's third term, given his approval rating, but it's in the Democratic primary. It's not a bad place to be. I think Biden gets in in a week. I think he'll wait a few days after the debate to be sort of polite, not look like he just ducked the debate. I think he'll want to get in before the Jefferson Jackson Day dinner, which is the big Democratic dinner in Iowa, which I believe is a week from Saturday, Saturday the 24th. So something like a week from today, Monday the 19th, would be a good time for Biden to get in. Um, the other thing that happened this past week was, of course, the Trey Gowdy letter uh, detailing the emails between Hillary Clinton and Sid Blumenthal, not detailing, but, but uh, quoting a couple of them and suggesting that there are a ton of them, which I think he's going to release something like tomorrow. Uh, they sound pretty astounding. And this is a man, remember, Sid Blumenthal, whom the Obama White House forbade uh, Hillary Clinton from hiring at the State Department. It turns out She's in constant consultation with him. He's apparently on the payroll of a company doing business in Libya. He's giving her all this advice and, and bad intelligence about Libya that's from this other fellow we discussed in the magazine, former CIA operative. I mean, it's as sleazy as you can get. It's nuts. And the amount of the, uh, the kind of quantity of these emails, the access that Blumenthal had to Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, this isn't just emailing some third-level person who politely says thanks and puts it in his, you know, and deletes it. This is the Secretary of State responding. Yeah, thanks a lot. And she's forwarding them to her top policy advisor, Jake Sullivan. Uh, apart from just the unseemliness of it, uh, possible legal questions, I think if you're in the again, if you're an Obama loyalist, it's like Obama told you you couldn't hire this person, and now you're in constant contact with him. So I, th I think this past week, underreported because everyone's focused on other things. This past week has been terrible for Hillary Clinton, and I, it very much increases not just the chances that Biden gets in. Uh, but that he really, the, the Obama people really rallied to him. But Bill Crystal, I know everything I need to know about the uh, Benghazi investigation. It's 100% pure partisan. Hillary didn't do anything wrong, and Trey Gowdy just made the whole thing up because one of their staffers 
who was uh, you know, fired and went through arbitration, just came out and said so. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if, if you know one staffer quits from some Democratic committee? It's disgruntled staffer quits. You know, page A sixteen, three paragraphs. Now it's oh my God, the whole thing is being blown up. I mean, Kevin McCarthy's comments obviously didn't help with that. At the end of the day, though, what they discover is what they discover, right? I mean, the emails right. are the emails. They didn't make them up, and I think that's awfully damning. But that stuff. brings up the you the, your your two uh, folks from last week bring up the, the issue for the debate Tuesday night. Hillary Clinton supporters thus far appear to be, like Donald Trump supporters, impervious to events. You know, the fact that Hillary Clinton has flip-flopped. And by the way, let's cut her some slack. She only endorsed the TPP publicly 45 times on the record thus far. You know, Bill, that 46th time, that's traditionally the kind of the charm where you really break in. But but, but my point is, she, of course she's a flip-flopper. That's who she is. And of course she was engaged in shady activity. That's who she is. Aren't the facts that, that you're talking about already baked into the Clinton cake? And don't her supporters already say, yeah, 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 we're fine. Move on. Yeah, but as you know, the number of her supporters has been drifting down and coming down at a pretty good rate. And if it were to keep, she's now around 40. She was, what, in the mid-50s about three months ago um, among Democrats within the Democratic primary. And again, again, against a field that includes Bernie Sanders, a socialist from Vermont, and three people who were at 1 or 2 percent, if that. I do think we just don't know what the dynamics are, whether Joe Biden or if Biden doesn't run or John Kerry gets in the race. And conservatives like us can say, oh, come on, Biden. Kerry, are you kidding? But I think if you're a moderate liberal Democrat, an Obama loyalist, at least you think, you know what, I'm getting someone who isn't perfect. I prefer someone younger, someone more exciting like President Obama, but at least this person has served President Obama loyally and will continue that, continue us down that path. You and I think it's a pretty bad path for the country, but if you're a liberal Democrat, you probably think it's okay. And so I think we don't know what the dynamics are when a Biden or a Kerry gets in. But I think it's, if they get in, I think two weeks from now, it's a flat-out three-way race. I'd be surprised if Hillary has any lead over Sanders or Biden. Uh, do you think that the uh, Democratic debate is going to garner close to the attention that the two Republican debates have gathered? Number one, as we point out, given that the Hillary people are just in. They're not. There's nothing she could say on that stage. She could say tomorrow, cannibalism. It's a great way to go. And they go, yeah, yeah, whatever. If you know you're gonna, how you're going to vote, and these other candidates you don't perceive as serious, what will people be tuning in? Particularly as you you have sagely pointed out, there's a, a National League playoff game, which now that we are tackling people in baseball is going to be a lot more interesting. Well, every normal red-blooded American obviously will be watching the Mets-Dodgers game, but I suppose a few oddballs might want to watch the Democratic debate. Uh, I think it'll have lower ratings than the Republicans, and people will say, well, that's just Trump. You know, he's such an oddball. Right. People want to see it. But actually, this sounds kind of goofy, but the actually the ratings for debates, the amount of interest in, in a party's race has not been a bad predictor of how that party does in November. Obama-Clinton was a very exciting race, and a lot of people watched it. And it, guess what? It turned out that a lot of people voted for Obama in November of 2008. So I think the fact that I'm very curious to see what the ratings are, but I'd be very surprised if they're close to the Republican ratings. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, people who are supporting the Democrats are, will say, it doesn't matter what you say about Hillary, it doesn't matter what her emails reveal, nothing can compare to the raging dumpster fire that is the Republican Party as they go into this week, Bill, without, not even without a speaker, but with anybody who wants to be speaker. Without, they're now talking about, could the speaker actually be, in fact, a stereo speaker just set it up on the chair. This and just ignore, and then just go on with their business because they're never going to get a real speaker in, in, in no matter what. 
It's a little dumpster fire, but like <laughs> little, like like dumpster <laughs> fires in the real world. It's not going to burn down. The Titanic, a slight collision. Yes, the house. You know, it's democracy. It's a mess. Um, I think we'll end up with a better situation than they had either with John Boehner or Kevin McCarthy. Since I do think Paul Ryan will probably end up as the speaker, maybe with a sort of implicit understanding that's likely to just be for the next year. But but he'll do a good job for the next year. He he won't advance immigration, which is the main issue. He differs from most of the Republican conference on, so that'll just be put on a back burner. And he's a competent guy. He'll he'll make a couple of deals conservatives won't like, but someone probably has to make them, and 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 he'll take the so sort of the arrows for that. So. I actually think this will end up fine, and I don't think most people care much about it. And to the degree they care, they see a little bit of chaos, but also a little bit of people speaking their mind. And I actually like the contrast of the Republican race with all the candidates, even the Republican House with all the chaos, with the Democrats just marching in this kind of insane lockstep. Uh, they're not really sticking with Hillary Clinton, but they were supposed to. In the House and the Senate, it's Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid cracking the whip and everyone just sort of saluting and going along. So little chaos never hurt, never hurt a political party. Well, well, we'll see what works. We do know the one thing, Hillary Clinton does not allow chaos. Chaos is not allowed on the Clinton watch. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.